Yay! We're back. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, my name is Andrea Miller. I'm the host of Open Relationships Transforming Together. I'm delighted to be joined by Joanna Schroeder and Brian Atkins, my amazing team. And we have an incredible guest for you today, Stan Tatkin. And so rather than us blah, blah, blahing at the beginning, as we really often like to do, I think, um, Brian, you told me that Stan's in the waiting room. Can we just yes, let it rip and, um, and get right into it? Let's Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Let's let him in. All right. Let's do it. Woo. All right. Love, 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 love. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Love the snaps. Thanks, Stan, for the snaps. Uh, I am just overjoyed and totally thrilled to introduce the one and only Stan Tatkin, PsyD, MFT, co-founder of the PACT Institute. Stan is a teacher, clinician, researcher, and developer of the psychobiological approach to couples therapy, aka PACT. <laughs> There's a lot here, everybody. Just get ready because he is amazing, beloved by colleagues and clients alike including Extra Love by us here on Open Relationships and at your tango. Stan has written dozens of academic articles and is it now seven best-selling books? Up to nine. It's up to nine well, best-selling books. I knew yeah. I should have fact-checked that before. Um, translated into many, many languages. Too many to even uh, record here. Stan's most recent book is called In Each Other's Care, A Guide to the Most Common Relationships, Conflicts, and How to Work Through Them. We'll come back to that. Stan and his wife, Tracy Boldeman Tatkin, PhD, who's also amazing, created the PACT Institute in 2010 to train mental health professionals to successfully integrate a psychobiological approach in their clinical practice. Through PACT, Stan has trained thousands of therapists around the world. The American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists honored Stan with the Educator of the Year Award. He is on the board of directors of Lifespan Learning Institute and serves as a founding member of Relationships First. And there is so much more, but I'm going to leave it there because we got a lot to talk about. Dan, thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're so thrilled to have the chance to speak with you and have you on our show. And I'm already going to say it. We want you to come back. Okay, so we're going to start with the fact that PACT has attracted many thousands of practitioners to be trained in your approach. I mean, that is enormous. How, and, you know, coupled that, coupled with nine best-selling books, I mean, how how have you attracted so many practitioners to, to, to learn in your methodology? That's a good question. I ask myself that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's because of the, well, two things. One, uh, we're big on our philosophy. On uh, We have an idea about how relationships should be uh, based on uh, social contract theory and uh, justice and fairness, right? But then under the hood is a whole bunch of science, neuroscience, uh, developmental neuroscience, um, infant brain development, attachment, uh, uh, autonomic nervous system regulation, systems, um, family systems, right? Um, um, trans work, uh, Ericksonian trans work. And so we uh, gestalt and uh, uh, psychodramatic techniques. So we're doing so much, reading faces, uh, um, uh, learning how to discover deception, that I think 
because it's uh, it's a derivative, right? We're 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 taking from the very best, um, but it's all focused on secure functioning. That's the goal. Everything that we do is uh, is uh, is aimed in that direction. Well, and I would just chime in, and we're going to get back to this in a in a few minutes. Um, what I especially love as somebody who is in um, a wonderful but but ultimately often challenging marriage is just that your methodology works for particularly challenging couples, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that feels like for you know for for me, and I feel like for a lot of others that love and adore their spouse. But at times, I always say it's fireworks are the best and worst kind. So yeah. I mean, I would you know I I, I presume that when somebody decides to go into practice or to take their practice of, of therapy and couples counseling to the next level, that the efficacy of what you're doing is a major uh, attraction, right? Because that they're there to help and heal. I think, I think the, uh, the principles of secure functioning resonate with everybody because it's obvious and it's uh, logical and everybody understands it. Um, we learn it in uh, in kindergarten, you know, uh, how to cooperate and collaborate with others, how to work as a team, um, and uh, and the idea of interdependence, right? You and I have the same thing to gain and the same things to lose. So let's make a series of packs together, not the same pack, uh, but uh, agreements um, uh, that we're going to hold to because we can and because the world won't, right? And so uh, it's basically... Uh, uh, a two-person psychological system way of thinking of we and us. I can't do anything without you wanting to do it as well. Otherwise, we'll fight. So yeah. it's a different orientation. Uh, you and I have to work together or we just don't work. So wait, Stan, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but just really quickly, when you were describing what fed into it, did you say trance work or did I mishear that? Trance work, yeah. Yeah, like, we do. Again, can you elaborate on that, like trances, like hypnotism, or what does that mean? So couples um, are easy to put into a light trance. All we have to do is have them ma- uh, maintain eye contact and not talk, and then focus their attention, their visual field, uh, on a particular area of the face or the face itself or the eyes. Uh, and what happens is that after about a few minutes, it turns on the uh, the spotlight focus of the ventral medial bundle. And so it's like uh, 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 Tony and uh, Maria at the dance. Everything else fades away. And the only thing that exists is you and I. And so uh, we can do that in a number of ways by adjusting also our speed talking uh, and uh, like a metronome. But, uh, but really it is the couple that is easily uh, induced. And so... And- could that work for any two people, like a parent and a child, or is it really specific when it comes to romantic partnerships? It works. It works uh, no matter what. I've done this all over the world with strangers, um, and uh, they become when we do something like lovers' pose, where one is holding the other in the lap and they're both looking into each other's eyes, hold that gaze for a while, and then start to uh, start to cast them as different characters. Uh, they buy into it, they suspend uh, their disbelief, and they become fast friends for a long, long time because it's very intimate. So, oh my God. Oh my God, I got to go, everybody. <laughs> Sanjay, here I come. Hold me and, you know, fat, put me in the pose, baby. Let's do it. 
I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Those are anything anything that's uh, that is static in position is called a pose, which mm -hmm. is just as challenging, if not more, for some people than movement, uh, moving toward or away from you, moving to the side or in back of you. So that affects the brain uh, as well, differently. And so we measure both. We measure how people do in movement, uh, toward and away, and then how they do in a pose, uh, holding it. Uh, and uh, sometimes it's holding it in a kiss. Sometimes it's holding it uh, with just eye contact. Sometimes it's holding it with uh, physicality, uh, arms, uh, legs, and so on. So all of this uh, to get to implicit material, things that show up somatically, that people like Easter eggs. Uh, we discover things that nobody would have discovered had you not done this, right? It's a stressor. It's a stressor. But the one I'm talking about is delightful. The lover's pose uh, is beautiful. It's art. Uh, it can be uh, the lovers on a spring day, um, you know, uh, with a picnic basket, um, looking into each other's eyes, or it could be the pieta, um, holding your dead father, mother, uh, sister, whatever. Uh, it can be um, uh, father, child, mother, child. It can be anything. I can cast them anyway. I just have to stay true to the positions because the superior position has a certain feeling to it and the inferior. So as soon as we put people in a position, it, it alters their state. So right away, that helps the trance. When do you choose to to, to do the actual... Um... Uh, is this like a therapy exercise or is this like maintenance or, or like who chooses to, to do these poses? I do. Um, I put them in. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, is this something that, that like all couples should just be doing or is this something that like we've been having issues and we need to come together to connect better? Well, I mean, uh, it's doing it at home just because is better than a poke in the eye. Why not? Um, uh, people who people who have done it in my office, uh, at least one partner will complain. You know, I tried to do this with him or her uh, during the week, and they won't do it. And I really liked it, right? And so, but no, for me, it's diagnostic. Uh, it is to prove something or to uh, to lead somebody through something strategically without them knowing where I'm going. Uh, I can do inner child work. I can do all sorts of stuff that. Um, uh, in this position, first getting them into the trance, getting them quiet, and uh, then uh, uh, we observe every change, every shift, uh, blood flow, pupil size, uh, heart rate, uh, uh, changes in, in musculature, in the face, neck. So we're able to really track very, very closely, and so is the partner that's watching. Um, and so it's a lovely exercise, and it's, it can be very cathartic if need be. Um, but it, it stunningly, it's worked throughout the world. Uh, I've had uh, uh, people stay in the same positions and then recast them according to their history, and uh, it's quite remarkable. There's something about the human mind uh, that is uh, the same, and uh, the way that we um, grieve the way that we, um, you know, say goodbye or don't say goodbye. Um, all of that is uh, universal. I, I mean, that's amazing. I was going to just go back, actually, a, a couple of steps to the site. You know, you you started 
recognizing there was an opportunity for the psychobiological approach, right? Yeah. And that's, I, I feel like what you just described in the lover's pose, like that's it, right? We are so much more physiological and biological. Like we think, we think so much is, so much more is happening in our heads. And the truth is, it's like the, what, what is it called? The embodied nervous system or the embodied brain. Right. So I would. So I find it really fascinating. It just it's really neat to see that you're a pioneer in the psychobiological approach. I was going to ask, actually, um, what caused you to create PACT, given that there are a lot of other methodologies that are out there? Like what caused you to um, start PACT? So I've been trained in a variety of uh, disciplines, right? Uh, Psychoanalytic for a long time. Um, specializing in disorders of the self, otherwise known as personality disorders. So that uh, uh, Gestalt, psychodrama, I was trained in psychodrama and Gestalt, uh, family systems, both structural and strategic. Uh, and so uh, when I got into neuroscience through my then mentor, uh, Alan Shore, uh, I started to learn about infant brain development and uh, autonom- autonomic nervous system regulation, and which happened to be, I you know, one of the reasons for the downfall of my uh, first marriage. And so I was also motivated by deep depression and uh, uh, and trying to figure out what happened and why uh, why did we always end up in the same place, in a desperate place where we were both felt like trapped animals. Uh, and that, uh, that's the autonomic nervous system. That's uh, that's. Uh, the inability to co-regulate as a team, uh, distress states, right? And so uh, when that happened and, and Tracy and I, my, my wife, um, got together, our relationship was so uh, secure uh, and, and uh, so low on any threat or interpersonal stress that uh, for both of us, it released a lot of resources. And I just went through this period of integrating everything, including my music, because I was a musician. Um, and I found that everything that I loved, I could throw into this pot and, and do um, instead of being so restricted because uh, being trained psychoanalytically, uh, right? There's, you know, there are things you cannot do because it doesn't go along with the approach. So. Uh, I opened it up, and uh, and so uh, it's a playground, and it continues to be a playground of taking what what works and throwing away what doesn't uh, through through uh, trial and error and testing. So my research was a digital frame analysis. I still use it, where I videotape uh, you know hundreds and hundreds of couples. Wow. Oh oh wow! Um, throughout um, coding their behaviors by looking uh, frame by frame at faces and movements and voices uh, by uh, going uh, forward double speed. You can really get um, breathing rates uh, when you go double speed uh, or backwards slow motion uh, double speed. And so by scrubbing video, uh, that became my laboratory. And that's how I started to study what, uh, what was actually happening. And as you said, Things are happening way before people think. Uh, okay. We vision subcortically before we're ever even conscious uh, of it. Uh, pick up a glass of water. You probably made that decision subcortically up to a minute before you even thought of it. 
Yeah, yeah. There is so it's like there is so much below the surface, and I love one of your um, and you've got an amazing Instagram. So for anybody um, who is on Instagram, Doctor Stan Tatkin, D R S T A S T A N T A T K I N, Stan Doctor Stan Tatkin. Um, I love the Funhouse Mirror reference that you made um, where people are, it's almost like we're projecting. So if, if Sanjay is maybe a little bit irritated, it's almost like depending on my state, I might see him as, as a threat. Right. And, but it's like that Funhouse Mirror because he may, he may not be projecting that, but that's what I'm receiving. Right. And so that's a, that's a problem. So here's the formula. Um, state drives memory and memory drives state, right? Memory okay. drives state. I feel some, I, I'm in a state of mind and now it triggers the, a memory that of other times I've been in that state of mind uh, through association, right? Uh, and, uh, or um, I'm remembering something and it changes my state and they start to loop. Uh, so state influences memory, memory influences state, and state alters perception like a funhouse mirror. So if um, if I am uh, feeling threatened by one of you, it will alter the way you smell to me, the way you feel, touch, the way I see you, your, how, how I read your face, and how I read your voice. All of that is altered because I'm primed, right? Priming is a, is a memory thing. I'm primed to look for those things. So I'm angry and I'm, I'm more likely to notice Joanna's brows, um, uh, you know, coming together. And then even though that's not truly anger, I could, I could misconstrue it as anger. Right. Uh, so like, if like, just theoretically, you, you and I are in a conversation and maybe I'm doing that. Maybe I'm squinting yeah. down a little bit like that because maybe I have a headache. Maybe I'm, maybe my vision, you know, I'm thinking about something and you're saying if you were if you were already in a heightened state or seeing me as a threat, you're going to, oh, I'm, she's so mad at me. She's about to yell at me. Right. Because under stress, we use cheap memory, procedural memory, and which is pattern recognition. Uh, uh, what uh, Daniel Kahneman calls system one, down and dirty. Uh, I, I see it. I, I shoot it. <laughs> and so. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're mad at your roommate or something and and like every little thing they do like now pisses you off or whatever it it's like you're just so projecting magnified. that onto them yes and add to that personal narratives we all create our personal narratives and those personal narratives are based on our history our memory only so i will start to interpret uh andrea um according to my history and my personal narrative and I'll take the data I'm picking up and twist it into something that protects my interests only, right? And so that's, that's what, interesting. So human. That's the funhouse mirror. It's a mm-hmm. funhouse mirror. So we can't believe it. How do you break out of that then? Like, how do you stop that? Because I, I know I snowball. I just get like, I gotta, and then I'm so self-protective, you know. It's it's a it's a two person approach. It's a team approach. I have to monitor you, Joanna. I'm responsible for your felt sense of safety and security at all times, and so I'm watching you. And if you start to tip or tilt into uh, into uh, feeling unsafe, uh, it's in my best interest to return you quickly to safety and regulate you and you me. 
It's like if we were on a tight wire, we'd have to look at each other because anything either of us does could cause a problem with both of us, right? We could fall. And so uh, we have to keep our eyes on each other and, and, uh, and be in each other's care, literally, uh, which we're not accustomed to doing anywhere, <laughs> except in, in instances that is important, like in war or cop car partners or dance troupe or anything where people have to uh, depend on each other uh, and create something that's a, uh, a vision that everybody holds and have the same purpose, right? Okay. Okay. But Stan, what about, and I might or I may or may not be asking for a friend <laughs> when you are in a marriage that um, one person tends to get dysregulated more quickly, right? And has, I mean, what you described, everybody agrees with. And it's like, well, who said it? Mike Tyson or somebody, everybody's ready for a fight until you get punched in the face, right? Or whatever that quote is. Right. And so I'm wondering when we're, we're when we're in the, in the thick of it, and the other person, you know, has a really tough time being able to do that for you. What do you What do you do for those couples, right? Because we all agree that that is the right thing to do. But when you're in the you know thick of it, and we're going to get back to fighting skillfully because I do like your advice on that. Um, but just in those moments where that other person is going off the rails. And you're kind of going off the rails. Like, I don't, I, I just feel like that is so common. Yeah, you can feel that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, so one thing, uh, if, if I were seeing you and, and, uh, and Joanna, um, and let's say you had, you didn't know how to handle Joanna, uh, because she became, she becomes dysregulated, I would hold you responsible, uh, Andrea, because. Oh, wow. Oh, come on, Stan, that was not the answer I wanted. <laughs> <clears throat> I want you to tell me how to make the other person, you know, be more regulated. No, I'm just kidding. But you, go ahead, please. You are, you are her <laughs> handler. She is your handler. She, she is your handler. You're supposed to be good at each other at the animal you pick. So think animal. Oh, um, uh, I, you have a horse or a dog. Um, uh, do you want it to? Uh, do you expect it to do? Uh, to be okay with everything you do? No, you have to learn that animal. Uh, otherwise, you get kicked in the face or you get bit. So you have to learn the animal. You have to be an expert. You have to know its sensitivities. You have to know um, where to approach or how to approach and so on. Same thing with a partner. So you're telling me that I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm joking because it is, it's actually really good news. It really is. And having, you know, just having uh, gone through the, the highs and the lows plenty of times, ultimately when I think back to, uh, you know, in those moments of despair, it's like, wait. I can do this better and I can do this differently. And I fundamentally have come to the conclusion many times and even more as I get older that I have much more power than I realize and not in a, in a manipulative sense, but in the, in fact, you, you use the term um, emotionally intelligent, right? And in, in some of your work, it's like, yeah, I oh, made it up. I, I'm kidding. Yeah. For you. I know. I know. It was <laughs> like a uh, like trademark. Uh, but, <laughs> but it does. I mean, that, I feel like it's a big it's a big fancy way of saying, like, I I can be much less emotionally reactive and much more skilled in and we don't have to take the gloves off and beat the shit out of each other. And and but I have more power than I than I, I feel like I have more power than I realized. Sorry, Joanna, go ahead. I just wonder like, you know, as a 
if you're a person who is like an adult child of an alcoholic, for instance, okay, mm-hmm. there is a instinct, and I have it, to be ahead of everything that someone's about to do to manage it, to protect myself, right? That insecure attachment sort of thing where it becomes very codependent or whatever buzzword you want to use. How do you know the difference between me feeling responsible for my husband's dysregulation and then me, you know, acting out that 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 role of oh, caretaker, anticipating all the problems, solve them all yourself? Well, th- th- you, th- you, it's in what you just said. That's a one person operation. Right, I'm going to take care of it all by myself. Uh, it's this is a two person. Nailed it. <clears throat> and so um, I have to do what you have to do it, and we're going to do everything ahead of time uh, based on agreement. So, uh, so think of this in a free uh, union uh, where people are coming together as independents, right? Uh, autonomous individuals, adults. Uh, it should be based on terms and conditions, right? We're gonna we're the co-architects of this thing called a relationship, which doesn't exist except in our heads. And so we come up with ways we're going to protect ourselves from each other, um, and that requires planning. Uh, we have to think of what could go wrong or what did go wrong and put something in place for the next time by agreement and permission to enforce. Those are vital. Everything we do has to be done by previous agreement and permission to enforce. Two bosses, two generals, because we say so. Therefore, that that respect, uh, that formality has to exist. And therefore, I give you permission to govern me as you give me permission to govern you. And this is how we keep each other safe from our natures of being human primates, which is not great. Let's face it, under stress, under pressure, we can do really terrible things and, uh, you know, uh, and revert to one person thinking of I, me, my, and you, you, you. So that's unfriendly. Uh, Again, if you were in the foxhole together, you could not afford to do this. You would have to know your partner's weaknesses. If your partner was freaking out, you got to put them back together again because you need another person. So just two of you in the foxhole, right? Uh, uh, You got to do that. Uh, uh, and so you don't say them, hey, you know, self-regulate. Uh, if they could, they would. They can't. So they just don't. relax, right? Do you but, ever think it works yeah. to say just relax, uh, Stan? <laughs> it's the <laughs> worst. It's the worst. Think no, about your, it. Your point's well taken. It, it, if uh, somebody hits my kryptonite and I become discombobulated, uh, and Joanna's my partner, she's the only one with the medicine. I don't have. Yeah. It. So she needs to know what to inject me with very quickly to snap me out of it so I can think again and I can start to collaborate again with her, right? But I like that permission to enforce. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that down. That shows the mutuality, which I think, you know, my instincts are not very mutual. They're very protective, armored, panicked. And like the permission to enforce is super, um, what do you, like, like a, like a, like a handshake. We've we've yeah. already agreed to this. Yes. Yeah. And your your and point about the, the, yeah mutuality. All of this collaborative. All of this eventually elim- eliminates fighting. Um, we still get pissed off at each other. That's not a problem. But we we don't fight anymore because we've we've actually been working on legislating as we go, and and coming up with ways that we both agree that this or that has to either stop or start. Right depending on where we're placing the bar. And so uh, so you and I 
decide we're we're never going to do that. That's you know that's poison for us. That would destroy our union. So thou shalt not. Um, and we give each other permission to enforce. So uh, uh, so if if you give me permission, let's say this is not a principle; it's a guardrail, uh, which is basically stop it or do it. Right? <laughs> stop it or do it. Uh, a guardrail, and you give me permission to say, you know, uh, you're doing that thing again. Don't. Um, uh, you are obliged to cooperate immediately without pushback. Uh, so you can forget. It's a two-person process. You can forget because we're all basically <clears throat> automatic, reflexive, and dumb. And so we're going to do these things. Um, but if you cue me, uh, uh, prompt me, I have, by agreement, I have to yield without complaint, without explanation. Um, I just cooperate immediately. I, I'm going to push back on this a little bit only because I, I feel like in an ideal world, I can get there and we can get there. But I'm just thinking practically all the, you know, when you're angry and dysregulated, that though all that mutuality goes out the window, right? And I'm just wondering... I mean, in your experience, what kind of time frame for, you know, for couples that say, OK, we're going to be much more rigorous and intentional, right? Because that's what you're talking about, like some serious intention and some serious rigor. And I got to believe very few people do that, right? Uh, until maybe they are trained by you or a packed uh, therapist. Or, or unless they're in the context where they're forced to do it, right? Well, Exactly. But then I'm wondering, how long is there a time frame that you see? I mean, it reminds me of a practice. It's like if I wanted to go to and become a yogi, I, I don't just say I want to become a yogi. I go and I try to stand on my head many times before I'm able to stand on my head. And so I'm just wondering, how long does that process usually take for people to go? Because it's like you're having to rewire your brain, right? I mean, isn't that the whole point? That you have to like do that neuroplasticity thing. The whole problem is, isn't, I don't know how to do this. The whole problem is I'm not oriented there. I'm oriented in a different position. So uh, couples are unique in that they, they get together for a variety of reasons, none of which uh, uh, are, uh, are what unions normally do. In other words, we have a shared purpose in mind. We have a shared vision of where we're going, where we want to be. We've vetted um, are we on the same page? Are we getting each other on board with the big ticket items? Are we doing due diligence to make sure that that we could be a good team because we want the same things, or at least we've learned how to do that? Uh, um, couples don't do it. Um, you, you wouldn't start a business because you fell in love with someone, right? Um, yeah, maybe you would, but that wouldn't be why. Listen, I would. That, that's that's right up my alley, actually. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've had so many businesses. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but but it, you know, it, uh, it, 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 couples come together with their own mythologies, never making one themselves, with their own expectations, uh, and with a set of entitlements uh, based on family, because uh, we become family in some way in our heads, even though we're not. We're strangers. Right. Error. Right. We're strangers having to get to know each other throughout life, right? But when we think we're family, family can get away with anything. You know, after all, we're blood. No, we're not. Uh, you unconditionally love you. No, that's not true. You're not a baby, uh, right? Uh, no, uh, this is conditional. Um, and so <clears throat> and so the, the, we're not oriented towards thinking this way. Now, if, 
if you and I were an ice skating team and we wanted to win at the Olympics, um, we would learn all of the things I'm talking about, right? Like that three-legged race. Um, we either right. work together or we're toast. We don't do anything. We don't win. We don't survive. We don't make but money. But we know that. I mean, I guess my point is it's like intellectually we know that, right? And it just, it seems like it's a... Like it's a commitment to the process to actually do it because, I mean, nobody would disagree. I mean, nobody reasonable would disagree. It's a good idea. It's just I feel like you get into that hot seat and yes, you've made this agreement, but then every, you know, it's like back to you're ready for a fight until you get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. that logical. It's that whole thing. And like, Stan, maybe you have an idea like what if you see if someone's, you know, if my husband and I are in your office and you see us go into, um, you know, that like crocodile brain, like I'm, I'm doing, you know, he's talking up, getting so mad. I can't even, what do you tell us to do? Uh, I'm going to, uh, it's called a container. I'll put you in a container with a task uh, related. Oh, please to make sure there's some nice soft pillows in that container for me. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and then lock the door. Yeah, exactly. I could use that little uh, Jack Daniels or some tequila in there. But go ahead. I don't please. think it's a shipping container. I don't <laughs> think you're like. But and I was like, tiny houses. Uh, oh, could there be a view for in my container? The container is for the therapist. It's in my head only. But uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you. Uh, I'm going to give you a task with only a certain amount of time. Uh, um, fix this, right? Uh, fix this and don't take long time. Uh, now I'm putting pressure on you to see whether you can, under stress and in duress, under duress, whether you, the two of you can survive uh, and thrive together by getting something done, by working on a problem, never each other, right? This is what we do. We work on each other. We try to solve each other. That's Oh, what my God. Can you just say it again? Can you just say it again? Can you just say it again? Um, the, the human condition is I'm unhappy. I don't know why. Oh yeah. I just remembered it's you. Right. And so that's, and we want to fix, we want to change them, right? We want to change them, but that's, does that ever work? No, it never, never worked. No. So as soon as I'm working on you, you're going to work on me and now it's war. So, uh, so that doesn't get anything done. We have to work on a problem and work on a solution together dispassionately without pointing fingers at each other. Otherwise, we can't fix it. Yeah, and that's back to the we, right? And just to me, I mean, the brilliance of what you do and, and um, what you emphasize in so much of, of, gosh, from your books to social media to, you know, you name it, it just, this back to putting the relationship first. Yes. Making it about we. And yes. that is, I mean, it's so, it's so obvious and yet it can be so freaking hard to do, right? Because uh, Joanna, to your point, so much of it is me, me, me. And, you know, coming from a, you know, a family of alcoholism and addiction and so forth too, for me, it's like, oh my God, I, it's like self-preservation yeah. is job one. Even if it means I alienate the person that I love who, you know, who I'm dedicated to, because that's, I've had to, yeah. I've had to protect myself for so long. And so yeah. it's a freaking lift to yeah, go and it, from, it's like right? when you have that instinct to build a treehouse and move into it, which is my instinct and my dream, I'll just be like, I want to move into that treehouse with you. As yeah, long let's as go. You we need our own though, because this is that whole thing. You come from yeah. that system, and it's like, how do I, how do I get away from this right now? And it does feel so desperate. And Stan, it leads me on to this exercise that you were saying 
about the shared vision that I think I saw it on Instagram, the shared, the shared vision or the shared future. What's that about it? When I heard about it, I was like, this would be so cool. Why do you exist as a couple? What's the point of the two of you? <clears throat> what do you do for each other that nobody would ever want to do unless they got paid a lot of money? <laughs> what makes this relationship pay out for both of you? Uh, and you can't use love because love is uh, is uh, uh, temporal um, and uh, and it can't be relied upon. No emotion can be. It has to be based on a purpose. What purpose do you serve each other, right? And can so you use kids in that. Like, can I say we're together because we have kids, or to create like a healthy landing place for our kids, or anything like that? If that's your main purpose, and that's the most important thing, and that's that's that is the the central organizing purpose or principle of your relationship. Great. But don't come to me complaining that there's no romance or sex. Touche. Because, because you're parents. And we're going to make you the best parents you can be because that's what you want to be. Um, but uh, but ultimately, I mean, I'm going to push back there a little bit, too. It's like and I, I totally get what you're saying. You, you got a little edge in your voice and I picked up on it because I feel like what are the you know, it's like, what do we need to show our children? Right. And one of the most important things we show them is how to be courteous and respectful and how to be we in our marriage. Right. And so I would I mean, you didn't ask me, Joanna, but I'm going to I'm going to say, like, it shouldn't be about the kids. Like like if you put your relationship first, then or your marriage first, you know, whether you're married or you know not. But that to me, there is a huge trickle down effect to the kids. Am I right? Stan, please tell me I'm right. Yeah. yeah. So if you think of it, that, if you think of it this way, the reason reason we we might choose to put our relationship which is not each other but includes each other but our relationship uh right. something greater than ourselves our union our alliance that we co-created uh, we put it first because if we're not okay nobody else will be if we're in charge of everyone and everything then we also uh have to take responsibility for making sure that we're good first and then everybody else so we think first about each other and uh, as insiders, and then we think about how we're going to handle everyone else. Our good time, our safety, security is ensured. We've predicted, planned for it. We prepare for it. That comes first. And this way, uh, other people are actually happier. Uh, so trickle well, down. Totally. I mean, totally. We've all, I mean, I feel like that it is such a gift to do that work. And for me, I'm going to come back to what we've been talking about that it really it's incumbent upon each of us like so often i'm waiting for the other person to go first right and you know kind of i feel like the central premise of what you're saying is we have to be the keeper of of you know and and i feel like you can get into some you know extreme territory where it's like oh now i'm responsible and he's behaving badly but i'm responsible and i realize that there are extremes where this this model doesn't work so we're going to stay kind of within the oh, no, extremes you know, does work sorry we just we just didn't get into them there are extremes right. still does work oh okay well i want to i want to come back to that in a sec but i just when i think about what a gift it is it, but but how how hard it is and it's so much easier to give up and it's so much easier to blame and yet when you cross the rubicon in fact i was just listening to a great podcast you sent it to me joanna with Brene brown just talking about they've been married for 25 years and how she says literally hands down it's the freaking hardest thing marriage is a freaking hardest thing and so i you know it is right but it's like it's hard because 
we're overcoming so much of our own hurt and heartache and disappointment and we just want to put it on the other person but there's there there's total futility in that so it's like do your own work and rise above i i or 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 suffer the consequences is how it feels to me but stan i want to go back to what you were describing you said you know some of the hurt and heartache caused your um your first marriage to dissolve and then you met the one and only amazing tracy and you said it was like the threat level and so forth was a lot lower will you talk a little bit about um i mean was it always a lot easier with her did you guys have to beat the shit out of each other to get to the other side i mean metaphorically yeah metaphorically thank you metaphorically thank you yes we yeah we do not advocate for any violence at all even even you know verbal violence at all but i mean but we've all been there right and marital hatred right like everybody relates to marital hatred so did you have to go through any of that with her or did you the two of you kind of win the lottery finding each other um both uh we won the lottery finding each other um and uh and we went through our struggles um you know, all human beings are a pain in the ass. There's no exception, There's no exception. And, uh, right? Even you, oh god, Stan, especially. it can't be true. You're okay. like the biggest teddy bear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Until I'm not. Until you're um, not, and then you're a freaking pain in the neck. I don't. I actually, I can just. I'm an asshole along with everybody else. So okay, well, thanks for being honest. Open relationships, Ching. Can we get a uh, from uh, Brian? We want to yeah. keep it here, real on this show. No, but seriously, but that I mean. But I mean, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Like for each of us to be able to have sort of the the maturity to say, God, it can be a pain in the neck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it, it brings us to a place of, you know, OK, so maybe we're able to to relate to our partner a little bit differently rather than, you know, always being a little more one up. Anyway, I'm sorry to digress, but I just think it's an important point. So secure functioning um, based on uh, that you and I have parity, equality shared power, shared authority. Everything we do has to be fair and square. Everything we do has to be good for both of us or there will be trouble. Uh, if you boil it down to, to uh, a formula, the formula is this. I have to simultaneously protect myself and you at the same time. I have to simultaneously think of your interests as I'm thinking of my interests. I have to simultaneously remember what I've done to uh, to cause you to not trust me or to worry about what I'm about to do uh, and not leave it up to you because I remember what I've done and I have to uh, say that I know you think I'm going to do this like I did before. You have every reason to think that. Nothing in my hands, nothing up my sleeve, nothing behind <laughs> I promise, I promise um, I will not let you lose anything. Mm. Oh, that phrase. I will not let you lose. I love that. Yes, I promise I will not let you lose. And gosh, the vulnerability required to be like, well, I remember when I used to stomp outside and whatever it was, and and I'm going to not do that. Right. Because I promise I'm not going to let you lose. That's that assurance, that assurance and that way of playing this game is what builds trust every day. Yeah, it actually does it Uh, because. We're choosing to do the best thing. We decide what's the best thing we could do. What's the the right thing we could do? Um, it's devoid of whether we feel like it or not. It's based on a purpose. Would we want that? Would we want that outcome? Yes. Um, therefore, we have to do it even though it's likely going to be the hardest thing to do. Uh, that is 
placing the bar high, that is believing in something greater than ourselves, that is discipline, that's being a grown-up. Uh, and that, uh, that takes um, uh, uh, some courage in a sense that if I do this, let's see how it plays out because insecures believe they're going to be screwed uh, because they've, they have been. And so, uh, so here we're working out a system where um, we don't make any move unless it passes muster for you and me, right? Um, if you're unhappy with a decision, we stop there because I will pay for it if you if I pull you into something you don't want to do. Therefore, yeah. if I really want you to do it, I'm going to bargain with you. I'm going to make it good for you. I'm going to see if I can you know throw things in that you love, love, love. So you'll come with me because I want to be with you, even though you don't want to do this thing. That's not uh, that's not a transactional uh, morality. That is actually a higher level because um, we're operating as a team. We're operating uh, in a way that keeps us together as two different people by finding ways to make it um, uh, so that we're both happy before moving, before making a decision, before going to the party, before whatever we're going to do. You know, it's all, it's the only way to the promised land. What do they say? You go two by two. And it's, and it's, you know, I realize that's mythology, but, but it's, it's fact. Three-legged. Right? Three-legged <laughs> three race. We love the three-legged race. We got it. We, we, uh, you know, can't drag the other person along. Otherwise, we are definitely going to, you know, fall down and, and lose the race. Let me ask you about, you were just talking a little bit about, you know, when you're, when you have to make a container. Yeah. Are there times when you just want to like put your hand around a client's neck and just go, <laughs> like, can you just do better? Can you just, you know, like grow up and get out of your own way? I mean, all I'm just, I, I just want you to keep it real all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my God. Thank you. But but that's but that includes me. See, uh, oh okay, you're gonna. No, we have to understand and not be be naive that the human yeah. condition is such that we're both angels and devils. Um, that if we're feeling good, I'm sure Hitler was uh, nice to have lunch with when he was happy, but you don't want to be around him when he's not. Um, or, or Jewish. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, and so, uh, so we have to be aware that uh, two different people are going to argue, fight, step on each other's toes, um, harm each other, even without realizing it or intending to do so. Therefore, we have to predict and plan and prepare for what could go wrong. And so to answer the question about uh, a freak out with one of the partners, um, I would have you practice it. I would have your partner uh, freak out uh, as, as uh, much as I can get them to do. And then I'll say to you, uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to how are you going to return uh, this person to where they can think again without using a stick or a whip? So good. I mean, it's so practical, and in, and in so many ways, it's so obvious, and yet it's so hard, right? It, but, it, I mean, that's why you're it, the it's master. A reminder that so our right. brains are, you know, we talk about muscle memory when you're learning a sport or cooking or anything. Our brains have something like muscle memory where, you know, I envision like a dry riverbed almost that the water so easily flows down. For me, that 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 riverbed feels like me protecting myself and and that's number one. And so to do a different thing and to to think about bringing somebody back in, that's going to take practice, just like learning to throw a curveball or something. Right. It's all it's all about the practice. It's all it about is all practice. But we're pointing in the same direction. Um, uh, we want to be awesome. We want the best relationship we could possibly get. 
the best deal on the planet, uh, and we're constantly making it that as we move through time. So uh, it's you and me, kid, against the world. Um, we're the most important people in this room or any room or outside of any room, uh, and that's how we play it. And this way, we're able to do things that we wouldn't be able to do alone. So given all that, going back a little bit, when we were talking about shared vision, you said we can't use the word love. So given that, all that to me sounds like love. So what's with that? Like, why can't you found your vision together and your relationship on love? Well, putting our relationship first um, has reasons for it, right? It has practical reasons, top-down reasons, right? Um, and so that's not about love. Would that encourage love? Would that foster love? Yes. Behaviors uh, are, are uh, uh, wag the tail of feeling. So not the other way around. The other way around, it's chaos, right? I'll do it if I feel yep. it. I don't. That makes sense. Rough, right? And so uh, we have to think purpose. What do we want? Um, what do we want? What's ideal for us? Let's place the bar there. Let's vet it for what could possibly go wrong. Are there any bad downstream effects that we could encounter? And um, and by the way, how do you want your version of this thing that we're uh, we're agreeing to? Uh, and then we give each other permission to enforce, remind, prompt, right? So how are we going to get there? We make each other get there. And also it seems like love is so ephemeral and fleeting and we tie it to romance or attraction. Like it does seem like if you're basing something on love, it's like the moment that I get mad, I like forget about love. Of course. You know? So if that's the goal, it's like, well... It's not love anyway. Might as well give up. Yeah, it's yeah. Hopes. It feels like the purpose is so grounding, right? When when it's like we need that intellectual tether. I mean, that's what I I find at times. It's like, oh, all my other uh, uh, capacities have escaped me. Let's you know, if one neuron can you know kind of bring me back to okay, this was the stated purpose. Let me go back there rather than just you know throwing my hands up in the air and baby in the bathwater. Right. Yeah. So because that, that, you know, it's like it takes but I feel like it's back to that practice of learning how to overcome the desire to fight back and react. And Joanna, you do what I do. Freaking retreat. And it is like terrible. Like I just I feel so bad for I mean, particularly with Sanjay, who's such a just a deer. Right. The times that I have just left, like talk about. Yeah. Destroying safety. Like that sucks, you know, and, and it's, yet it's yeah. like, ah, it's you know? weird because it's like I'm sort of half and half where I'm like, let's solve this. Let's solve this. Let's solve this because then I'll have peace. And then it'll be like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's yeah. And it does that does create insecurity. And it's so hard to break that, which is why I think this packed system is so fascinating. It's like practicing. It's like going to a workout for the relationship. Right. We need to go to your gym, Stan. We need that. We need the uh, the the pack gym to go. You know, get get trained. A lot of it is legislation, le legislating uh, during sober moments, meaning when you're not on adrenal products, right? Uh, that you are dispassionately coming up with with legislation. What we're going to do, what we're not going to do, uh, and so you could say, uh, you could, you know, this would be a typical collaborative way of putting it. Do we both? Uh, uh, do we both want to feel safe and secure? Okay, find where you agree first uh, and where you're the same. Yes, we both do. Do we agree that uh, that either of us leaving the other as an expression of frustration 
or helplessness um, uh, leads to both of us feeling insecure and unsafe in the relationship. You'll probably get a yes. Okay, let's put something in place um, uh, uh, where neither of us can do that. Neither of us can do that. We're not talking about you know uh, going in the other room and cooling down. We're talking about threatening the relationship, doing anything that threatens the relationship, which puts us both in an existential threat, right? Uh, that's very primitive, very primal. Losing my mother, I'm dying, I'm going to die, right? So yeah. uh, uh, there's a part of us that doesn't know the difference between a fight and the relationship is going to end. So we have to do something about that. Let's say that's off the table. It says, thou shalt not under any circumstances, and uh, let's give each other permission to absolutely enforce that with the explicit pledge that when enforced, the other person must, must immediately cooperate, right? Must. Um, and then we- I want a hologram of you in my house <laughs> uh, on demand, right? Where it's like when, <laughs> when, when things are falling apart, I'm like, oh, come on, you leave the must. <laughs> Stan, Stan, we need your hologram, you know, yeah. like an AI version of Stan to come in and, you know, help enforce the legislation. But you're, but then it's back to, right? But then it's back to, okay, each of us, ha I mean, it's a delicate dance, right? Because then if it's like I'm screaming, hey, this is why you agreed to, right? Which I could see me doing. <laughs> yep, me too. I mean, you, you, you can scream unless you legislate against screaming for some reason. Well, um, I would like, definitely legislate against screaming, then I'd go against my own legislation. <laughs> well, it reminds me of, and I don't know who it was who first said it, who said, if it's hysterical, it's historical. Who's famous for saying that? Somebody. Oh, that's but it, a good one. It hits me. Like Freud. Yeah. I, it hits me sometimes because, like you said, it's that feeling of dying. Sometimes it's like, like when I'm upset, it does, it feels like being choked a little bit, like a physical sensation of panic and like, this is gonna. This is gonna be the end of me, and and that phrase comes back to me. If it's hysterical, it's historical, and it's like no, that is a that's sort of a manifestation of me as a little kid, right? It's not. It doesn't belong right here with this person, right? It's a threat memory, and uh, and that's why these relationships are the hardest on the planet, uh, as Brene said, uh, because the adult romantic pair bond, uh, yeah, uh, is. Only uh, the, the thing it's most like is the earliest uh, uh, pair bonding with our, our originals. The memory goes back that far. You don't have those triggers with friends or other family members or business people, right? But you do with your uh, primary, your primary attachment figure, your romantic primary, right? That's what I'm saying. It's very hard. It's a projective system. Uh, naturally, it is, and so we're going to we're going to trigger each other's memories. We're all memory. That's basically what we are. We operate most of the time by memory. We're fully automatic. Very little of the time are we energy spending to use critical thinking, right? Because it's tiring. So we're lazy. We do the least amount necessary, which is why we find where we disagree uh, and where we're different. Because that's easy. Uh, that's the otherizing or the the uh, xenophobic uh, nature. Otherizing. Mm -hmm. yeah, otherizing. That which I don't know how to handle, I hate. Right? And I don't like it. Right. It's that. a threat. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, so here's, here's one thing that's important. To be secure functioning, one has to be able to tolerate pain. Or you can't Oh, do come it. on. Come on, Stan. Really? 
that's the, that's the, again maybe that's the good news that we can become a little more tolerant of pain you have to be able to tolerate pain you have to okay. be able to acknowledge losses and be able to grieve them oh so we have to be we have to kind of be mature is what you're saying we have to be a little emotionally mature that's you have to tolerate differences and separation right uh-huh. um, yeah you have to tolerate um uh, shame and be humble and learn the art of falling on your sword for the relationship, right? Uh, so uh, yeah. I make a mistake, even though uh, I, in my head, believe Joanna caused it. Joanna started this whole thing. Joanna and I wouldn't have yelled and called her names uh, had she not done that. I'm going to go to Joanna. I'm going to fall on my sword. Uh, sweetheart, I should not have yelled at you. Uh, that's not okay. And I called you names that, uh, you know, I wouldn't like that if you did that to me. I am so very sorry. Full stop. Cannot anything There's else. no but you. But you yeah, shouldn't yeah. have. Well, and that I was going to say, it's like a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Is it better to be right or happy? I mean, it's like, you know, you can all that self-righteousness and but 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 you know and and Joanna you you know you 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 or it's like or I can you know and I, I don't know it's kind of an annoying cliche I guess but no but it does strike me it's a that vulnerability that yeah right well, that, it's like, it feels like it's a vulnerability but it, that can be turned into a freaking superpower when you to your point yeah. Stan that yeah. when you're willing to feel the pain when you're willing to be humbled when you go oh that's how I cross Rubicon that's how I become you know how I I give myself the gift of having this amazing relationship, but but I've got to I've got to look within and be willing to look into the abyss of shame. You said shame, right? Which yeah. nobody wants to look at. I'm willing yeah. to to be accountable, which nobody wants to do, especially now, right? Like it's all hidden in plain sight. But like you said, it's hard. And this is, I guess, where I get really quite animated and excited. It's like it's scary, scary, scary. And then you do it, and you take that plunge, and you go holy smokes like yeah. is this like it is the best thing ever it's going to the promised land two by two and your self-esteem goes up right away yes because you did yeah. the right thing even though it was the hardest thing to do exactly but that's how we free ourselves right and that i mean that is just awesome all right brian we need uh we need all the all the sound effects Woo. I mean, he's being prepared. Brian's getting married soonish. He's not married oh, currently. Brian. Can you imagine how prepared he is after having this conversation with Stan today? We have covered so many things that I feel like Andrea and I have both been with our husbands for, I mean, I'm at 19 years. Yeah, you're even longer. Yeah, things that could have helped so much before if we'd Brian's been enlightened. But Brian's an enlightened young man. Yes, he, he is. <laughs> but like, these are such important skills. And I feel like people don't talk about them. Like, no one says to you before you get married, like, you need to learn how to take the L and apologize. Yeah. And that could say it. Take oh, the L really? and apologize. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We do. Brian, if you don't have it, I'll send it to you. What's that? Uh, read We Do. Yes. We do. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. That would I'm be writing awesome. This down. Yeah. That would be. It's worth, Brian, it's worth going to um, LA and or Malibu and, and crashing their dinner to get a signed copy of We Do from Stan. Hey, I'd be happy to. Come on out. Let's go to Wood Ranch. We'll eat some ribs. We're but at Malabasas, but go ahead. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, man. you know, you all you fancy people Southern out there. All yeah. you fancy people out there where it's beautiful and you're beautiful. I keep thinking about that idea of like 
being prepared. And I think that's what I'm going to walk away from this interview with most deeply is you, if you can compare, you be, be prepared and come to agreements and, you know, handshake on things and be collaborative before that self-protective instinct comes up. Like that's going to stick with me because I always want to resolve it and solve it when my brain is in that active protect mode and and it doesn't happen. And I have to remind myself, it's not going to happen right now. You know, uh, it, it, it can't for, for uh, uh, neurological reasons. Uh, the areas of the brain that are high functioning and that are air correcting uh, aren't operating because there's not enough oxygen and glucose to drive them. So you literally can't do it, right? You're, uh, you're going to be fully automatic and very primitive uh, Hulk smash, right? Uh, and that's <laughs> not the time to sort things out. Uh, you sort things out uh, by doing uh, 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 like a, um, uh, a post uh uh, what is it called? A uh, post postmortem. You want the postmortem? Uh, um, you you work the problem because when doctors yeah. get together to do postmortem, they don't blame each other. They don't blame the nurses. Rip, they rip. look at the problem. How do we do this next time so this patient doesn't die? Yeah, the uh, postmortem's a, good, a very good call, if, and that's how you do it, right? But people yeah. don't want to predict, plan, and prepare for the obvious. Right? That's it. I mean, that to me, it's back to the rigor. It it really and you know I feel like there's just such a um just such a missed opportunity to be much more proactive. Yes. In, like you say in that uh, in that planning and and legislation and so forth. But something I want to get to is one of our favorite questions to ask um, our amazing guests is what what in your either in your line of work and around relationships and love and you know healing and wellness and so forth. Or, or beyond potentially, um, where do you go against the grain? Well, I, I was thinking of a joke the whole time, so I probably was distracted. And I was thinking, uh, and by light of work, I raise iguanas. But then you <laughs> questions about that. Um, okay, so we need to go iguana graphic, please. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> where, where in my line of work do I go against the grain? Or maybe even in your relationship? Yeah. I, golly. Um, okay, so. Uh, in my work, I'm not, a, uh, you know, definitely not a typical therapist. Um, uh, and I, I like to, uh, to say things as they are. And because of my sense of humor, because uh, my lack of filter sometimes, uh, I can say things that are pretty out there uh, and uh, pretty strong. And sometimes uh, I get a lot of flack for that, um, understandably, which, for which I apologize. Uh, so I, uh, I'm not a fan of therapy speak. I'm not a fan of, uh, of hiding anything. Uh, I want people to trust me. So I say the truth and I say it plainly, uh, even though somebody gets hurt. Would that I, mean that, like you take yeah. sides sometimes? No. No, no, no. you don't take sides though. I'd work for the relationship. Uh, uh, I'll tell people I don't believe either of you. I don't believe anybody because I know how the mind works. Uh, so I have to see it to believe it. So... Uh, but no, I work for the, the relationship. It's a system uh, reacting to itself. And so uh, my view is there, there's no angels, no devils. Where there's one person, there's the other. There's uh, <laughs> a pain in the ass. There's Mr. and Mrs. Pain in the ass. So um, uh, that's how it actually works. Uh, so no, I don't take sides. Some people accuse me, what can accuse me of that, but then I correct it and then I go after the other person. 
Yeah. All right. So I have one more question. I want to ask you, what do you love most about your newest book, mm -hmm. um, In Each Other's Care? Well, having never read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Big admission. We love it. I oh, okay. I actually have a follow-up question. Now that you said that, I do have a follow-up question. Pages are really concise. I'm sorry, what? I mean, is there like a takeaway or like a like a breakthrough that you had that you're just like, oh, I just wish. And it's it's very practical. I've read it and I feel like it's very pragmatic, you know, in terms of just right. you know, having um, identified a lot of situations that are are common to a lot of people. But I just, you know, as a fellow author, I always I feel like there are things about my book that I'm like, oh, there's just this thing that I love. So I just, you know, if, in case there was, I wanted you to be able to share. Uh, I think uh, in, in having fun going through all the, the complaints, major complaints I hear in my clinic, mm -hmm. uh, and then going through the dialogue and examples of, you know, uh, non-collaborative speech and stuff, uh, that I'm basically saying the same thing. It really doesn't matter, the subject. The subject never mattered. Uh, money, time, mess, sex, kids, uh, nothing. Um, it's the manner in which we interact when one or both of us is under stress. Do we revert to a one-person think of me, my, I? If if we do, that's the problem. That right. is a big problem. So it's not the subject. It's the stressor. It's not, it's no me, my, I. It is always we, we, we. Yes. We have a problem here, even though I do. Uh, because <laughs> if I have a problem. Even though I want to say it's you, Stan, it's actually, you know, well, it, it's we, problem. right? If, if we're truly interdependent in that three-legged race, if I have a problem, you do have a problem. Yeah. Right? Uh, if I'm unhappy, you better listen up because uh, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, if you do something to me, it's coming right back to you. So there's nothing we could do to each other that isn't coming right back to us, including- I think we all need that chip in our brain, right? Because it's so easy just to revert back to the me, my, I. Right. Or you, 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 you know, like you said, like the, you know, the blame, the shame, the pointing the finger. And and it's just we just need to practice and overcome that. Practice, overcome, set the bar higher than the average human, which is on the ground, basically. Um, <laughs> right. And, and learn and learn to be better. Um, this yeah. Is, uh, better uh, in, on improving your life and improving yourself, uh, being a better person. Uh, being able to discipline yourself to do what's best and right based on what you both agree. All of that uh, is just going to be win-win. There's no way you can. I'm, I'm going to summarize it by saying, I, I've been saying this, my kids are 10 and 13. So for 13 years, just about five times a day, you get what you give, right? Yeah. Isn't that the, isn't that the ultimate, you know, takeaway here, right? If you're going to give the, um, <laughs> gosh, I mean, in my case, walk away, well, okay, that's what I'm going to get. Like now I'm alone. And so it just, it makes me think that's the chip we need implanted in our brains and in our hearts. We get what we give, right? And if we can learn to give we, we, we into yeah. the, you know, into the the dyad, that's what we're going to get out of it versus me, my, I. We're planning against our survival instinct and that's no easy task, right? Um, because mm. that's what we're describing here, survival instinct. As soon as I feel threatened, I go into survival Oh, mode. that's why it's so hard. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Actually, it changes. Do you know, just even with a little bit amount of corticosteroids in your head, glucocorticoids, um, yeah. your brain is changed. Now, you no longer are as giving. You do not care about the other person's position. Oh. You're more jealous of your stuff, and you're more concerned 
that you're going to be hurt. And so let me let me ask you a really practical question. Is there a is there is there a supplement? Is there a dark chocolate? Is there a something like seriously? So like when I'm starting to feel because, you know, it is physiological, like you can feel your heart rate, you can feel your blood pressure rising, you feel that feeling that Joanna, you so beautifully articulated. You know, like, um, is there something we can ingest? And obviously, we want to learn how to do it, like, like regulate, co-regulate, so our nervous system calms the fuck down. Oh, got the first deaf woman. Um, but in the absence of that, when the corticosteroid starts to, you know, excrete or whatever the, you know, right verb is, is there I, something that yeah. can disintermediate that? Me. Your partner. <laughs> Thank you. I'm okay. the therapist. I need. See, I know. I told you, I needed that hologram. I need the Stantatkin yeah, hologram at all times. I'm dead serious about that. That's why it's a team sport. That's why it's a two. Mm. You cannot do anything very well by yourself. All of this. Three legged race. All of this is interpersonal, and so we need another person. That's why I go to therapy. Except save your money. You have a partner. Um, you can only do these things uh, with a, a team mind. Uh, therefore, I have to uh, bring you into the picture because when I'm going off the rails, I can't stop. You can stop me. You've learned me. You know how to do that because if I go off the rails and you go off the rails, we just crash and burn. Better and no amount time. of vitamin D under my tongue is going to help or whatever. You know, it, you're right. I mean, and I love that answer, right? Because I am kind of looking for a hack, but I, yeah. I mean, your sincerity and gravity, it just hit me right in the chest. It's like, oh, like, that's, it just I, is. It's just doing the work, right? And having that wisdom. Let me ask you, based on that. I thought let we me were ask you. Hats today, and we never did. I so. know. I, well, <laughs> I have to be an extra. Since you said right. that, I was going to ask you. I keep thinking about this idea of the fast fighting, that you're saying, get in, resolve it, get out. So, like, what if you're talking about a tool, and I tell you, oh, I keep dragging these fights on these. They go on. What can you tell me that I can do as a tool to make that fight done fast? Um, have your partner uh, and you face to face, eye to eye, a relatively close distance, so you can uh, so your brain will automatically pick up the cues. So not in the car. Not in the car. Yeah, not <laughs> never in the side because uh, the amygdala fires more uh, fervently uh, when uh, if, uh, someone's to the side or if you see a face at a glance. So you want to be dead on. Uh, and uh, 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 keep everything short. Uh, you cannot, words are an aggravant. So you cannot talk much. You cannot go off the road. Mm-hmm. You cannot uh, go on to a second topic. You stick to one topic only, only one topic, which is a challenge for the for the associative mind because my state is reminding me of everything. And then another thing, right? You can't do that. So one topic only, stick to that. We're going to uh, work on it, not each other. I'm going to keep my talk um, quick to the point, uh, get off the stage and let you uh, uh, expend energy and talk. Otherwise, the more I leave you sitting, the higher your heart rate goes and the higher your blood pressure. Bad for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we never refer to the past. We don't refer to last night, last week, last year. We will start to fight about memory. We're both wrong about memory because memory sucks. So don't do it. Don't even go there. Take what's in the past and place it in the future. What do we do if this should happen again, that's how you deal with it. And you do not describe the problem. If you start describing the problem, you're going to indict your partner. You will. And the other person will go, what do you mean by that? Right? And now you're off road. 
So that, uh, stick to the plan, get in as quickly as you can, get to mutual relief for now, for now, yeah. right? We've taken care of this, I promise uh, we're, we're gonna continue this, uh, but probably it's good, uh, a solution for now. Uh, and then- Well, go and I promise it. I'm not gonna let you lose, right, Stan? I mean, that's that what you said a little while ago. I'm definitely going to talk in a way that does that doesn't give you the impression I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking okay, about your interferes or what I've done to add to that. And I'm not uh, forgetting your interests. Has to be good for me, good for you, or we will not get along. Just one. So to <laughs> summarize, it's like to keep it from going on too long because that's how we get that extreme sense of tension that. That's that hysterical, timer? historical panic, right? Timer. We're not bringing up the past. We're not bringing up second subjects. We're not going to litigate who said what. Yep. And we're going to get off the stage quickly so the other person doesn't sit there stewing on what they wish they could say. We give them the opportunity to speak. And the moment like, I start to see you slip into anything on your sweet face that looks like you're feeling unsafe or insecure, I'm on it stat. Because if mm -hmm. I don't get on that, I don't have an audience and I cannot, and this is really important, folks, I cannot influence you. As soon and as then, you dip into unsafety, uh, uh, your face goes south, I've lost the ability to uh, influence you and therefore I've lost. It's a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. So I have to take care of you as I'm arguing with you. I have to take care of you and monitor mm -hmm. you as we're trying to go back and forth in, and argue yeah. for the best solution. It's, yeah. it's actually a power that move, right? I mean, it's deceptive, right? To You said something really interesting. I can't influence you, right? And that's, no. you know, ultimately you want to do it in, in, in the best way possible. Otherwise you're alone, right? So it's, I mean, again, it's no. back to we all have more power than we give ourselves credit for. But our instinct is, you know, screw this, you know, screw you, yeah. I'm off. And that is so self-defeating. So let's not do that. So we've learned that dark chocolate, sadly, is not a hack <laughs> well, to solve these problems. I mean, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Very good for your I was heart. hoping. Okay. But, okay. Hack for something else. So like, what else? If, if I said, are there any hacks? Are there any shortcuts? Are there any, I mean, other than not yeah. letting oh, the person lose you knowledge? I'm going to tell you no, Joanna. I'm just going to say it right now. There are no. <laughs> I mean, well, what, sorry. Is there, is there a tool? Is there an acronym? Is there something, right? Uh, if you're if if you're very very excited, uh, you're upset and everything. Um, I'm going to uh, suggest that we move to another location. So it could be the floor, it could be the bed, it could be the sofa. Just not where we are. A change of location mm. automatically changes state Ooh. for both of us. Oh my gosh! Automatically, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. And then let's get into a love pose, right? Okay. I mean, well, that's wait, where we started. That. If you went into a lover's pose, you'd have our time fighting because it doesn't fit, right? The posture, the positions don't fit. So uh, so change your location, you change the brain, change your seating uh, position, change the brain, change um, uh, um, uh, your vantage point. Uh, I might get on the floor uh, and lower myself so I am visually, optically not a threat to you. Uh, that is what mammals do, right? Uh, they show their underbelly, they get lower. So there are all sorts of things we can do to disconnect the threat system that is wow. online. Because in this moment, you see me as the enemy. I have to do something unequivocally friendly and weird, surprising, silly, goofy. That will so much immediately. 
So I mean, I seriously love that so much. And my, so I love that I'm totally wrong when I was like, no hacks. Oh yeah, there is a hack. It's a oh, really- Oh, I love that. My do- yeah. my daughter, I feel like it would even work with kids. My yes. Daughter, my daughter who's here, um, uh, uh, she did something. I was furious with her and um, uh, I've refused this time. Tracy said, you know, you're the adult going there and apologize. No, I'm not. Uh, no, not this time. Nope, nope. And I was in the uh, the kitchen suffering uh, as I was typing something. I don't know. And in <laughs> in Joanna walks with a towel over her head. Oh my God, so good! I immediately she just upstaged you. I immediately knew what it meant. I immediately knew what it meant. Um, she uh, uh, she's on the spectrum, and so she doesn't like t- uh, to be skin to skin. It was yeah. a offering by putting which we now call the hug towel over her head and I melted. We hugged, yeah. we both cried, and we both apologized for what we did. So oh, that, no. that was a brilliant, genius move. And that's what we want. We want something that is that is visual, uh, uh, oral, but quick. Uh, do not use a lot of words that amps people up because they don't have the resources to process language. Uh, we don't. Uh, so it has to be symbolic, has to be something that's so goofy that it just disconnects it. Like you just get um, it. You, It's instant. Yeah. Well, that is and an amazing, amazing, empowering note to end on because golly, we, we all, we can, like you say, we can get a little goofy and get open and be vulnerable and it's in our best interest, right? Yeah. And just push through the fear of, of, of being, you know, being wrong. Right. And but what we get in return, what you described with your daughter, it's like, but that's the ultimate gift. But we can only give it to ourselves. And what a feeling of safety. It's such a lesson for me as a mom, too, to think about how to make them feel safe to be vulnerable by showing my vulnerability, too. Right. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 you have to do it to know the reward. If you don't do it, then it just seems like it's not worth it. But it is. Um that's anything it. that's yeah no it's it, it's a practice if it were easy would it be worth anything um uh, i'm serious uh, uh it's hard because it's worth something uh it pushes us beyond our primitive nature it pushes us beyond our our uh, three-year-old uh that pops up um you know pride and all well, that and out of out of our comfort zone and it and it's sort of it's like and beyond the this illusion of control that we have right yeah. we all cling to kind of this illusion of control and I feel like it's it's a whole bunch of these things. What you said before about it being kind of almost antithetical to our survival, uh, you know, instinct. At the same time, it is totally um, um, sort of the only way to in, to to achieve um, survival in in a form that we'd all want to survive. Right. right? You cannot you cannot have a war in your own foxhole. That's that's uh, suicidal. Uh, and it's Darwinian. Yeah. Mutually, assert, mutually assured self-destruction, which we do not want. Right? That's we want right. to avoid that. All right. So, Stan, you got to come back and actually do more brain Great. hacks. We got into a couple. A lot of them. We yeah. got into a couple. And then maybe it's, we can get a little, uh, I know you're an uh, uh, accomplished musician. We get a little music going. So we got, a, we got a lot to do with you in the future. But thank you. This was amazing. Um, I just want to tell all of our viewers and listeners, there is so much of Stan Tatkin online on Instagram. I described that a few minutes ago. The Pact Institute, P-A-C-T, The Pact Institute. You can find a ton of content for couples as well as if you're a therapist and thinking about taking your practice to the next level. The Pact Institute is for you. 
Stan, any other places where you're directing people for more amazing content? Of course, Amazon uh -huh. and wherever you buy books. Portugal. We're doing Porto uh, uh, next year. Uh, it's only it's uh, kept to a small group uh, of I think the Wired for Love couples uh, 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 gathering retreat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always it's a five star uh, retreat, so it's always very luxurious. Portugal is the Ooh. the place to go these days. I'm I'm hearing a lot of just I've not been so yeah, amazing. I probably wire there. Oh yeah, that's a good. That's oh yeah, we're not going to go there. Ooh, don't go into politics. No, no, <laughs> we'll never stop. I, 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 I meant nothing of that. It is well, <laughs> I okay, I got you. It could be useful. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, you never that's know. True. I love no matter you guys. what, it's. Uh, love you. You're the best, Stan. Thank you, thank you. All right, that wraps up um, our amazing session with Stan. Oh my God. Love him. Love that man. Love him so much. So Stan, we love you. I feel like I'll never be able to take enough notes to even keep up with everything I learned in there. <laughs> I know. There is, I mean, just so, so much wisdom and so much heart, right? I mean, and, and just in the honesty. Oh my God. How funny is it? Um, I, I asked him what I thought was like a sly question. Like, do you ever you know like what did i say about um judge essentially judging his clients for his patients he's like yeah, yeah every, the, every one of, one of them i'm like oh, yeah so real like we love we you know keeping it real stan we love that so what <laughs> well, were your that, oh sorry go ahead joanna oh no i was just gonna say and the way he shared his own story about the moment when he didn't want to apologize like his wife was saying go apologize yeah the like, story no, about I'm his not gonna do it daughter yeah and just that intransigence and how we i mean we we imprison ourselves with our sanctimony and hurt and heartache mm -hmm. and you know we're we're our own captors and that to me is it's like even in you know in when there's all that hurt and heartache in our relationships so we just we just want to make the other person wrong right and yet <laughs> what we do is imprison ourselves you know yeah so he's got well, like yeah. sometimes i think i think that people like Stan or, or any other successful people and successful couples and of course couples therapists I think well they're good at relationships like they do it right and when you hear that sometimes they acknowledge oh no I, I did not do it right in that moment it's a relief to me because sometimes I'm like maybe I'm just wired wrong well apparently we're all wired wrong of course yeah <laughs> no, totally right. totally well that yeah it's even why you know I mentioned Brene saying that it's the hardest thing you know she's obviously a superstar and how even she says it, it is still the hardest thing, right? Like in a way, I need that for myself because at times it's like, oh, you know, it, to your point, Joanna, like, am I just wired wrong? Am I just a, you know, kind of a misanthrope or, right? And it's like, no, 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 this is, but to me, it's why relationships um, provide this unique, like really one of a kind forge for our own growth and freedom yeah. but it is not for the faint of heart so it's either okay stay stay separate and in your sort of self-righteousness and in indignation or transform right hello transforming together that's our <laughs> yeah. show i mean and that is the whole thing that's why that transforming together is so key because you don't really know those pain points until you're in it with somebody and like like that historical thing of like oh i thought i was over that until that bond, that attachment is threatened. 
by being sad or heartbroken or scared. And then it's like, oh, I guess I do have a thing I need to work on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, um, um, go ahead. There's that idea too that almost like seems counterproductive, like where like sometimes you don't want to fix the problem right away because like you're still in like lizard brain mo <laughs> like i mean because that's like sarah my fiance and i we have the issue where we're both problem solvers so whenever someone like has an issue or something we're like okay here's how we can go fix it here's how we can do this that and the other but it's like but he's right when you're in that moment you have caveman brain you know like when you're hurt brain. you need to like be in a calm state a container <laughs> you know and 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 container and, with a view yeah and and in the idea that it's a marathon not a sprint you know what i mean it's like we can't just like go throw the the the, the fix right here and now because we're fixers it's yeah, like that's not how it works yeah that's, um, that's interesting Joanna, did you have a favorite did you have a favorite takeaway from him i know there were so many to mine uh, just when he said i promise i'm not going to let you lose it was like this feeling of what it would be like to hear that and then to also know that in your partnership okay. and until i heard him say it that way i didn't even realize that could be a goal right well, but you know and i'm going to even take it one step further how about to say that right how about Oops. to be the person that can can do that because that's his whole point right mm -hmm. and we're always waiting for the other person and yes i want to feel that but dang talk about empowerment like if i could give that when i do give that to Sanjay, right? And I overcome the little me to become, you know, kind of the the, <laughs> the best me. Like yeah. that is that's the power move in the yes. best way. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. You know I love the sound effects. <laughs> what Andrew? What was yeah. your favorite part? Oh my gosh, so many. Um, I I actually loved. Um, oh, golly, um, I want to try the. I really want to try the lover's pose, right? I mean, back to this sort of how we are so biologically wired in ways that, like, I want to use my biology for my marriage is is one. So, like, taking, you know, taking advantage of that. Um, but the, the thing that he talked about in terms of the changing location or or just totally disrupting, like, when you're in that that fight or flight and it's like, hard and icky and scary to say I can put a towel over my head or I can do something goofy and just totally disrupt mm -hmm. that I mean to me that's also a power move and it it, it just I mean and I I realize it doesn't it doesn't change everything but I feel like if you can overcome that moment and it's okay here we're going to give ourselves a chance to reset like it's so it feels like so deceptively easy but powerful so there's something yeah. I mean I loved your point about um I'm not gonna let you lose but when I think about just as a practical yes. hack for when you're like in it's it's hard and it's ugly and it hurts to say okay what can I do maybe it's not admitting defeat with my words because that can be really hard but to put a towel over my head or yeah. you know what I mean like to do something physical to disrupt it and I loved he said not oral I'm a talker Right. Yes. And, and Sanjay's a talker. Right. So I really like like using our biology, using our bodies versus our word. Like, don't use your words. Like we say that to our five year olds. Use your words. Don't use your words because you're just going to make it worse. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. I mean, so much in there. But I think that that to me is an actionable 
practical takeaway. That's that's one I'm going to deploy. I've been thinking totally. about when it's possible in those moments, just being like, let's take a walk. Yeah. Just go totally. and take a walk. And that's, you have older children, Andrea, uh-huh. and we have a five-year-old, so that's harder for us. But uh-huh. what if you could just say, like, if the moment worked, let's just take a walk. We're going to go around the block. And we live in the country. It's a long block. But it, it, it makes sense to me that as you're moving, yeah, you it, you know, even just the adrenaline or the those happy hormones that you get in your brain from a little raised heart rate in a good way, maybe that's part of it too. It's a I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think that is a really practical way of of saying, all right, we're going to disrupt our state. We're not going to leave each other. We're you know we're going to go outside together. You know, weather permitting or whatever. I think that's that's actually really cool. Yeah, we had an article on your tango on the site that we that was about walking meditation. Uh-huh. And that is what made me think of it is the person was saying like sometimes just sitting still and being present is very hard. So if you can do the meditative awareness and letting the thoughts pass through your brain as you walk, that that can help you oh, find that walking quiet. walking is so, I mean, you know, and I feel like somebody hears walking meditation, they may go, okay, well, there's the meditation part of it that I don't understand. So I'm even going to just, I, I love that, Joanna, even just to dial back the meditation part, like there's so much amazing data just on walking as opposed to running, as opposed to jumping, as opposed to a lot of, in uh, other forms of movement are great too, right? As a disruptor and yeah. just, you know, sort of a way to get, uh, you know, re-regulated. But when I think about, um, I mean, I'm a big hiker. When I just think about, oh man, just the power of walking, again, it is like, I feel like it is a very um, kind of underappreciated, super quick, easy, cheap hack. So yeah. I love that. Maybe that's like our our big uh, takeaway. We need to find our next guest to be somebody who's an expert in uh, moving couples therapy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it's like they the somatic all, all the like that. Pieces. Oh my gosh, there is so much more to mine, and thankfully we're going to get Stan back on our amazing show. So let's wrap it up. Um, thanks everybody for listening and watching. We love hearing from you. So please write to us at openrelationships at yourtango.com. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you don't love. Um, ask any questions. Uh, suggest guests. Um, please do follow us on iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, where, or wherever you listen or watch um, your podcasts. And um, anything, I always have to ask you, Brian, did I forget anything? Follow, like us, comment. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to us. And there is also the playlists page on our YouTube channel, which you can find the Open Relationship Podcast extremely easily. Uh, and, 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 and please it. share us with your friends. Please share us with your friends. We want to we want to transform together with you and your friends. Sorry, Joanna, one, one more thing. I was going to say, can people leave us comments? Because I would love to read people's comments. Yeah, I got yeah, YouTube. Of course. Or, yeah, YouTube. Write to us. No, we're we're a great way to um, if you have something you want to talk to your partner about, but you don't want to bring it up. You're like, oh, hey, this this podcast had a really good topic. Like, you yeah. should listen to it. Yeah, yeah. We we want to be in your homes, people, and and in your hearts. Not to sound cheesy and corny, but that's how I feel. <laughs> okay, thank you, Brian, Joanna. You guys are the best. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>